0: Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back to Ciao Bella. I am in the Marema in Tuscany, in this beautiful, beautiful coastal countryside. But I'm actually in a castle called Castel del Montepo. And I'm here with Tancredi Biondi Santi. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank. thank you. And you?
0: I'm wonderful. I am so happy to be sitting here with you. And actually, as we're sitting here, we have a beautiful bottle of wine in front of us. Um, you guys may recognize his last name. He is the seventh generation of. Seven generations of the Biondi Santi family of winemakers. Um, what we've known is from Brunello, best known there, but really this seventh generation is changing the whole landscape.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, our uh, family with Clemente Santi is recognized in the Enology world for having uh, uh, created and developed the history of uh, a wine. Famous uh, everywhere, I would say, called the Brunello di Montalcino. And uh, it was named uh, by uh, Ferruccio Biondi Santi, Clemente's uh, uh, grandson. And uh, in these. I would
0: say Brunello is synonymous with Biondissanti, or Biondi Santi is synonymous with Brunello at yeah, this point. <laughs> yeah, we, can,
1: we can say this. And. Um, Uh, Basically, our history has always been uh, a pioneeristic uh, uh, view of the world and a pioneeristic uh, uh, way of uh, acting. And uh, with my father, after six generations of Brunello di Montalcino, this pioneeristic uh, uh, feeling has come again. And so my father started um, a beautiful uh, new project at the end of the 80s, so over 30 years ago and uh, he really wanted to discover and develop the new project uh, in the family. So he started uh, uh, here, he found uh, the Castello di Montepo. He, he We're was about
0: an hour west of Montalcino? Uh,
1: We're southwest Montalcino, yes, like an hour by car.
0: So his project wasn't just a new project, it was a whole
1: new world in Essence. Absolutely, absolutely. Different uh, DOCG here in Tuscany, so we're speaking about uh, the DOCG of the Morellino di Scansano, but uh, still we are in the beautiful uh, uh, land of Maremma. Maremma, it's a a spectacular uh, land, very, uh, I mean, nearby the seaside, uh, but uh, even, uh, uh, for example, here Castello di Montepo, we are uh, over uh, four hundred and fifty meters above the sea level, so it's hills very close to the seaside, and it is a landscape that uh, uh, it's fantastic for uh, the vitiviniculture uh, world. And so, my father wanted to start this project uh, here to uh, discover and create uh, new wines and. Uh, uh, to, to, to study all his new uh, world that he had in mind.
0: When I saw your father this morning, or this, this afternoon, <laughs> I'm losing track of time, he, he wanted me, he was very clear that he brought something here, a very special yeah. something. <laughs>
1: so basically what uh, his study started from a, a, a milestone that we have in our family which is uh, the, uh, a grape variety called uh, Sangiovese Grosso BBS11. Uh, this uh, uh, clone of uh, uh, Sangiovese Grosso, BBS11, that means Brunello Biondi Santi plant number 11, it is uh, a grape variety that is uh, uniquely uh, and, um, uniquely uh, given uh, to the family uh, I mean, discovered from the family, sorry, uh, after the phylloxera. And uh, uh, basically this uh, clone uh, is uh, unique for the production of the wine to the Biondi Santi family. So it is uh, a, a really uh, special uh, um, uh, grape variety, uh, uh, clone of grape variety. And uh, the BBS 11 makes uh, the, the unicity of our wines. End of our world. So here in Montepo, my father came with this uh, uh, spectacular jewel, the BBS-11 clone. And um, when he uh, arrived here in Montepo, he discovered the incredible potential of this land to grow the BBS-11. So he planted it uh, almost everywhere, at, in, in over uh, 85% of uh, the vineyards that he uh, planted here in the in the in the winery, and uh, even nowadays after thirty years, uh, we're having and uh, reaching uh, always more and more beautiful results. Uh, so we're incredibly satisfied by this project, and incredibly satisfied by the uh, the new um, uh, life that this family is uh, is uh, is living here.
0: Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of set the. Um set the backdrop for everyone because I briefly mentioned that we're in a castle. So your father went searching for a beautiful location and he, he went searching in particular from what I understand for like a microcosm yeah. and he found a castle on a hill. That's This, this is a, a castle that's um, I guess a thousand years old by this point, a little bit more than a thousand years old and it was the main defense for CNF from to Talamone, from what? Exactly, to city. the port of Talamone. So it was a huge. I mean, that that basically means it was the point of, it was the point of defense from here to the west, and um, or to the coastline, and this is it's, you know this is like one of those definitely beautiful castles that you know has two towers. It's got the the wall. I was looking at when we came into the courtyard. I looked up and I could just imagine the, the archers and, and the soldiers on top. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> And your father was saying that I think it was initially 600 etari, of which now it's 400 etari?
1: 400 initially, uh, 400 hectares, okay. uh, which is about uh, like 1,200 acres, if I don't, uh, uh, I'm not wrong. And uh, nowadays it's over 600.
0: And of that, so I'm I'm not like the best with numbers, but you were <laughs> you also said. 50, about 50 are vineyards, right? Are vineyards, yes. Are vineyards. And I thought what was really cool was when we came up, I saw the sign that said, you can't pick the mushrooms. And that's because you have a, like 300 acres uh, for, for a reserva.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. It's over 300 acres and uh, 300 hectares.
0: Oh, that's right, I always say that incorrect, thank yeah. you.
1: And um, so basically here we live uh, in contact with nature every every day and uh, i mean we take care of uh, the vineyards of course which are our it's, it's it's our world but even of the whole nature that it's uh, surrounding uh, all the vineyards and all the property so it's a, it's a daily work even that one and um, and so i mean all these uh, signs are everywhere in the in the in the winery
0: so it's like i mean it's in, it's funny you know, we were talking before with Nando about how the Castello was, you know, autonomous. It was its own world, and that's kind of what you're saying now too. Because I know that we were, we saw the wolf, we saw the fox. Sorry, not the wolf. We saw the fox, but we were talking about chinghiale, wild boar, and pheasants. And I mean, I, we could go on with the list of animals that are here. And, and this, you, you know, you can live here. That you, know, you can eat everything that that is grown here. You can eat everything that is hunted here. Um, but it, so it is its microcosm as a world but let's talk about it as a, as a wine microcosm because it's very particular
1: ah, yeah it is it is I mean when my father came here at the end of the 80s he discovered of course he fell in love with the beauty of, uh, of the uh, of the place itself but what he fell in love for real here over here was the incredible poten- potential of the land here in uh, Montepo so to to Uh, study all this uh, 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 land he called uh, the University of Pisa and Firenze to study all the different microzonas of uh, of the winery and he uh, reached uh, incredible incredible uh, uh, results like the whole uh, winery is uh, composed almost the whole winery uh, uh, land of the (coughs) winery is composed by uh, Galestro uh, type of soil which is a soil which is very uh, poor in uh, nutrients but incredibly rich uh, in minerality. And Galestro is uh, one of the uh, best uh, places here in Tuscany where to plant uh, the, our Sangiovese uh, um, grape. Um, so basically, this, uh, uh, this uh, incredible land was surrounded even by an even better uh, microclimate because we're only 10 kilometers apart from the seaside and uh, uh, we still have uh, the Amiata mountain that drives uh, all the the weather forecast over here. So it's really, really important the microclimate over here and uh, followed by the incredible potential of the land, uh, my father really uh, thought that he reached uh, the best place uh, to plant uh, our BBS-11 clone and to start uh, this uh, new world of, uh, of, of wines uh, that uh, it is lasting uh, so far since uh, over 30 years.
0: So tell me a little bit about the wine that's right in front of me.
1: <laughs> this is uh, our new project, uh, my father and my uh, project. Uh, it is called uh, Jet. It's, uh, first of all, it's a rosé wine. And uh, it is a rosé uh, obtained by uh, the vinification in white of a 100% Sangiovese Grosso BBS 11. So, this uh, is the vinification in white of our BBS 11. It comes from a, a single microzona hill here called Pantanella, the ah, vineyard yeah, that, the that we were. Showed me. Exactly, the vineyard that, that I showed you before. And uh, it took uh, uh, two years to set up this wine uh, properly. My father had uh, to. Uh, two main requests that it was uh, it it had to be uh, 100% Sangiovese Grosso BBS 11 and it uh, had to be completely mature the grape uh, for the vinification of this wine and uh, my request was the color so these requests were hard to to make all together but finally after two years of uh, try we made it and we think we reached uh, an incredible level here and so um uh, we 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 wanted to call and uh, to celebrate this uh, 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 union together with uh, with uh, with my father, uh, working uh, together uh, under the project of a new of a new wine, and so we called the wine uh, Jet J and T, which means Jacopo and Tancredi. So our the first letters of our first names.
0: And I love how on the etiquette the T and the J are the
1: same. Oh yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Cool. We, we matched them together so to, to, to fit them together and uh, uh, we thought... Uh, yeah, I mean, the label is very different from the classical labels of Montepo, that it's over 30 years that we are producing, but uh, we really wanted to create something new, something so more... So this
0: is the newest wine that you have.
1: Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, how yes. come
0: you wanted a rosé?
1: We wanted to start uh, with the Rosé because the Rosé represents uh, the first uh, uh, wine that we have uh, uh, included in our new project here in Montepo that uh, started two years ago and uh, it's called the Montepo 2030. Montepo 2030 is a a very big project um, that is looking to uh, the best valorization of the winery in the next 12 years when we started uh, so, right now in the next uh, 10 years. And it is a project that uh, we, uh, we really uh, wanted to develop the, develop at its best because uh, we think that uh, uh, if we will be able to reach all our goals uh, on the project Montepo 2030 by 2030, we really think that Montepo will be at the peak or uh, of, of its uh, uh, beauty and of its uh, possibilities, of course. We will always uh, uh, looking forward, uh, even in the uh, future, to, to to be better and better on the production of the wines, uh, on the taking care of the whole winery, on the on uh, restructuring, for example, all our uh, buildings here in the um, in the winery. But uh, of course, Montepò 2030, it's 2030, it's a, tw- 2030, it's a, a project that uh, is uh, is uh, giving us a. a A good direction for the next future even of uh, the future labels of Montepo There will be of course in the future the untouchables, which are for example the Sassaloro, which are the Schidione which are uh, these two wines are really the heart and uh, the 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 meaning why this place is existing uh, nowadays and the meaning why we are here Uh, but of course we tried to to elevate as much as we could uh, all the study that my father did uh, 30 years ago with the universities of Pisa and Firenze. And so starting from there, we have beautiful, beautiful new projects that uh, will uh, include uh, even uh, some vinifications uh, in, uh, in crew. But this is the, this is the uh, maximum that I can, uh, can explain so far. I, I did like how you, you, you called
0: it the Bibbia. Oh, yeah. I, do, I did. Read I did that. Like I'm not gonna say what that means. It's just a secret. <laughs> no, so you know we talk. This is so this is the latest wine, and you you very casually mentioned two other wines. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the the wine history?
1: Basically, the wine history. Uh, I mean, everything started under a wine over here. So my the thought of my father was the vinification of uh, this the, the BBS eleven in a more. Uh, modern and uh, more uh, uh, approachable style and so he searched the land he found Montepo, he planted all the vineyards of the winery and he started the vinification of the Sassaloro Sassaloro is 100% Sangiovese Grosso BBS 11 and uh, it is uh, a wine that is obtained by uh, fermentation, uh, alcoholic fermentation uh, uh, temperature controlled at 24 degrees uh, uh, quite a longer maceration respect to the traditional uh, uh, vinification of the Sangiovese, let's say. And uh, so we are able to extract and obtain more primary perfumes on the wine, and so more freshness and more uh, drinkability, I would say, uh, in, in, um, in the wine. And the other, uh, the other wine, the second wine that I was mentioning was uh, the Schidione. Schidione is um, the, uh, I would uh, say, the wine of my father. So it's the wine that more reflects his, uh, his, uh, uh, the, the desire of my father of, uh, for producing uh, very important uh, red wines, uh, beautiful even for the longevity that they have. And uh, so Schidione is a blend in between 40% Sangiovese Grosso, 40% Cabernet Sauvignon, 20% Merlot. The blend never changes. It's produced uh, not every year, of course, because the vintage has to be perfect for the three grape varieties. And uh, what the, does that
0: mean? It has to be perfect. Uh,
1: I mean, if in a year, for example, uh, there is too much uh, heat for our Merlot, and the Merlot doesn't respect the quality that we want for our Schidione, we just don't simply change the blend in the wine and we keep producing the, the Schidione. But uh, since we don't have the Merlot, we can't okay. uh, produce the Schidione. And uh, uh, because of this, uh, all the vinification and uh, even the affinamento, so in barrique and uh, in barrels, uh, it's done separately for the three grape varieties. Then there is a blend of the three grape varieties after after two years in wood, uh, there is a blend in a stainless steel bat for six months or over six months. And then uh, there is the bottling uh, uh, moment uh, bottling time which is uh, driven completely by the palate by the palate of my father so when my father thinks that the wine or the vintage is ready to be released we release it otherwise we keep it in the cellar and we release it when he thinks that it's uh, time to drink
0: does
1: he ever let you decide uh, yeah yeah we take discussions together and uh, what I really love here in Montepo is this uh, um, beautiful uh, sensation of uh, uh, working uh, together and not working one against each other. And it is um, something that, uh, I mean, my father was able to teach me incredible things and uh, I will always be grateful uh, to, to him. And uh, really, the, even the, the, the friendship that we have, uh, the, 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 the uh, how do you say, the uh, feelings that we have, uh, father to son, uh, are very strong and we feel very comfortable on working uh, together in, any, in every new project and in the project of our uh, Castello di Montepom.
0: I think it's pretty cool you live in this castle and your father lives here, your parents live here as well, correct? Absolutely. I mean, and, and it must have been, I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to what it was like during the long months of lockdown. In a castle on a hill in the Maremma.
1: Well, uh, the lockdown, to be, to be honest, uh, we have been uh, very, very, very lucky. Uh, of course, uh, we, it's, it's only us here, so we are uh, a family. And we were able to live uh, in a beautiful and big space uh, in uh, the middle of the countryside and in, and in the middle of nothing, basically, and, and nowhere, because we don't have uh, uh, neighbors here uh, to close. So to be very honest uh, I feel very blessed uh, of having passed my my lockdown over here because we were able to uh, go get out from uh, from the house uh, go around uh, the, the the vineyards uh, we were able to walk and breathe and uh, it is a thing that um, many people especially who lived in the, in the city couldn't do that and suffered that uh, um, very badly and um, so I, I feel really, really, really lucky that uh, we were here during the, the lockdown. For example, my uh, sister, my mother and my brother, they were in, uh, in, in Siena, we, in, in, in our apartment in the city, yes. And uh, they, they have lived a completely different experience, so uh, it has been a very tough period for everyone. We had to go on with the work, we couldn't stop because nature doesn't stop because there is a, a lockdown and uh, so we had to follow everything it has been a very very tough uh, uh, moment and period but uh, we were hoping that everything will be uh, much better in the future
0: Schivione. Mm-hmm. you were you were mentioning that you know it's it's very it's very particular it's it will depend on how perfect the the wine is how perfect how perfect the season is um there you only make what, 2200
1: bottles uh yeah yeah 200 200 200 2200 bottles uh, always uh, magnum uh not really okay. not really in in uh, i mean we produce uh, 075 and magnums
0: okay
1: and um uh, we Schidione represents for us uh, right now, with uh, the developing of the uh, project uh, Montepo 2030, it represents uh, uh, basically the niche of the production uh, of the best of Montepo mm-hmm. that can be blended together and uh, vinificate as, uh, as a single uh, label uh, called the Schidione.
0: So if you were to describe Schidione, would you say that it's like the best of the Maremma? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> in a bottle?
1: I'm, I'm hoping so, I think so, and I would love so, yes.
0: Tell me a little bit about the Maremma, because I think it's an area of Tuscany, I think people are starting to hear about it, um, and yeah. it's great that Nando is in the room too, um, because I, I definitely, you know, I, I love this area, it's beautiful. We were, we were talking about how Talabone was in James Bond. Um, but I don't know if a lot of people are quite as aware of how amazing this area is, and I'd love for you to share some.
1: Well, it has remained one of the only undiscovered uh, places uh, in Tuscany, still uh, not really touched by tourism, and still not really touched by um, the hands of uh, the humans. So I would uh, describe it like that uh Marima has uh, it's it's living a, a, a very important moment right now many many people are discovering this uh, incredible land and many people are discovering the potential of this incredible land um uh, it is a place that still live uh, in uh, in uh, in an incredible uh, environment uh, driven still by the forests uh, by the uh, the countryside in general by the um the the distance by the sea—it's really important because we are basically on the seaside, but on top of the hills. So it is uh, a land that uh, has nothing to, to um, uh, basically nothing less uh, to related to the the, the other um, um, areas in Tuscany or even I would say in Italy. And uh, it is uh, an area that is still undiscovered, but uh, it will, uh, I think, uh, in. Uh, in, in the near future, it will live an incredible uh, uh, moments of, uh, of life.
0: One of the things that I love about the Marema, aside from the fact that it's, I, I love that it's coast, I love the mountains or like the, the, these, these hills on the coast, I love how, it, you know, because it's kind of crazy to have 10, 10 miles away or 10 kilometers away, you're right at the beach, but right now we're on top of a hill. I also love that there are the butiri, the cowboys, oh yeah I think that's one of the coolest things in Maremma absolutely. You know? absolutely and um, I, you know it's, it's, it's pretty cool and you know what I'm curious um, for you where, where do you you know you're on a hill in a castle when you want to go to the beach where do you like to go?
1: in the Argentario of course we, we go to Talamone we go to Porto Santo Stefano, Porto Ercole uh, Giannella which is beautiful ah, I've
0: never been to Giannella no. Giannella
1: is fantastic and uh, we, uh, most of the time we go even to the Giglio Island. Giglio Island is uh, spectacular. It is really uh, the little island of the Argentario. And uh, it, is, uh, it is a really, really, really incredible place. Still not uh, like uh, crazy with tourism, but it's, uh, it's growing and developing even, uh, even over there. But uh, Giglio, it's, uh, it's a little piece of my heart. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really beautiful.
0: Nice. Now I know here you're working with your dad. Mm -hmm. You're working with Nando, and you're working with your best friend Agostino.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's
0: pretty cool. I mean, I know Nando. He reminded me that I met him six years ago, which now I completely remember, um, and I I love his smile. Um, And he's Nando. Tell me a little bit about Nando, does
1: Nando? It's. it's a crucial person for the development uh, future development of uh, of Montepo it is uh, a man that uh, it's able to 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 have a vision of the whole project in the in the communication Uh, and uh, and i think it's one of the hardest and most difficult uh, thing to 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 see because uh, having a vision over there means uh, knowing uh, what to say at the right time and what to communicate in the right time. And communication uh, nowadays it's uh, everything uh, that uh, is needed uh, to explain what you're doing and to drive uh, what you're doing uh, um, on the eyes of the other people. And so it's uh, Nando is uh, developing an incredible, incredible work for us. And I
0: know he's also doing a lot within the, the community here as well. It's like you were, I think we were talking a little bit about Moradino. And, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about Modellino at all, or...?
1: Yeah. Parliamo del Morellino. Si. Sure. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Okay, because I, I like what you were saying earlier in the car. Um, now, you know what? Sorry, we're not going to talk about Modellino. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to talk about one last thing. I edit all of this, so don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. One of the things that um, you've said a few times while we're driving around, and sometimes you said it, and you wanted to make sure that I heard you, and I was like, I heard you, and sometimes you were just kind of saying it, was, um vino si fa in Oh,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: And, I mean, that's a, that's a that to me is like, I feel like that's very... That's like a, a fundamental in Italian winemaking and I, I one, why don't you tell everybody what that, what that means?
1: Il vino si fa in vigna means uh, uh, wine is uh, made in the vineyards and uh, this is a concept that uh, has always uh, driven uh, the philosophy of winemaking of our family what uh, the past generation have learned uh, and teached to the next generation and it's what I will do with my uh, sons in, in, in the future and uh, it is a concept that uh, respects a lot of the tradition of the uh, old world, uh, uh, old wine world and um, for us it's, uh, it's, a, it's a crucial, crucial, crucial topic. Uh, the wine has to reflect the place of the world where it comes from and its unicity, otherwise it means that it's not a unique place or that it's made in the cellar. If you make a wine in the cellar then uh, that wine can be repeated everywhere in the world it it just needs to have a a cellar if you make a wine uh, uh, from the characteristic of the soil where you are making it or the microclimate or of the beautiful and millions and millions of uh, values that uh, the land of or or uh, the microclimate is able to develop to you and to your wine and you are able to just to Manipulate, not manipulate—it's the uh, wrong uh, term—to transform the grape in wine without polluting it. Then that wine will be the reflection of your terroir, of your uh, winery, and of your style. Vino si fa in vigna.
0: Vino si fa in vigna. I I loved when you were telling me that, and I love you were just talking about expression and. I was asking about your best friend, Agostino, you mm-hmm. work with, and, and, and you were saying, yeah, he's an art historian, and I was like, oh, I was once one, and, um, and then I kind of laughed because I was like, art, wine, and you were saying, no, it's the same thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And you, in fact, what you in particular said, you said it's, 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 you know, vita, the word for vine, comes from the word of life, and that wine is an expression of art, an expression of life.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, winemaking has always been considered a kind of an art, a way of uh, transform something uh, in uh, a liquid that is uh, recognized uh, from the history of our past, uh, the, uh, the nectar of uh, the, the, the day, I don't know even the, 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 the word in English, but uh, wine is uh, it's, uh, it's a form of art uh, as art. Uh, it is uh, uh, a painting, or a sculpture, or uh, poetry, or dialectic, or uh, a language. So wine represents uh, uh, something uh, uh, that uh, it's uh, cultural, that it's uh, uh, alive, and uh, represents uh, a transformation that still nowadays is in constant uh, development and uh, changement. And this is because uh, nature is giving us uh, this uh, fruit, and uh, we are able to um, uh, to transform it in something uh, unique, which is uh, uh, the wine. So, from the grape, the wine, and this transformation, it's a kind of a, a, a form of art. And the same is paintings, for example. Nature in the past, uh, the colors were made by nature, by simple objects, and uh, people were able to transform these colors in a beautiful painting or uh, uh, I don't know sculpture marble it's a spectacular uh, stone and uh, there are people that were best blessed by God probably that were able to transform this stone this simple stone in a piece of art and that is uh, the transformation of something in something else which uh, of course driven by the hand of the humans it's able to create something uh, incredible and that's for me, that's uh, wine as well.
0: well I'm, I'm really looking forward to tasting your art forms. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do it. Don't worry. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, and thank you for mu- so much for showing me all of Castel de Montepaul. Mont- I-, I really do think that if I lived here, I would get a bow and arrow, and I would run up on the top, and I'd sh- 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 all morning long. Like I do that with my kids. I'd be like, get down there. <laughs> Boom. Or they'd probably do it to me. So thank you. Thank you, Erika. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafierpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafierpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Disc Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great.